welcome to the Session Zero for Redgate and Wolf, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. I am your host and keeper, Sarah. If you aren't into Session Zeros, then please feel free to skip it and head straight to Episode 1. We don't mind, really, seriously, you will not hurt our feelings, don't worry about it. If you'd like to hear a bit about Redgate and Wolf, the main characters, the setting, and what Monster of the Week is, then listen on. First off, Monster of the Week is a role-play game written by fellow New Zealander Michael Sands using the Powered by the Apocalypse system. It's based on the premise of all of those TV shows and book series that star a different monster every week. The game utilizes the typical tropes and character archetypes that you expect of the genre. And characters are called hunters and all have the same basic moves that they can use, like kick some ass, act under pressure, and manipulate person. In addition to this, each hunter has their own playbook, a character sheet if you will, and it has five main stats. Charm, cool, sharp, tough, and weird. As well as moves that are specific to their archetype. For example, the expert has access to a haven or a library. The spell slinger has spells. You get the idea. Now the players, they roll 2d6 and add the relevant stat to help decide, you know, what happens. As the keeper, I don't get to roll any dice at all. I mean, how fair is that? Please feel sad for me. Instead, I'm the one who's running around, playing the monsters, any additional characters. I get to keep track of the various countdown clocks that are always ticking down. I get to decide their actions and reactions or consequences of what the hunters decide to do, or even what they decide not to do. Which means, of course, that this game is heavy on roleplay, thrills, spills, and other shenanigans. Right, I think that covers what the RPG is, so what about Redgate and Wolf? Well, it follows the two title characters, Redgate and Wolf. One of them is a thief, and the other one is a monster. Sometimes we'll bring in a guest who can aid the main characters, or maybe throw a spanner into the works, but it's basically just Redgate and Wolf for the most part. This is set in the fictional American town of Hendrix, population a few thousand and falling. It wasn't always called Hendrix. In fact, it was only a few years ago that it just got its new name. In an effort to rebrand the town and appeal to the musical tourists who regularly visit the larger neighbouring town of Joplin, the Denisons decided to embrace another long-dead musical icon, Jimi Hendrix. As a result, various landmarks, stores, and what have you have all been influenced by his career. Right, uh, let's meet the players and their characters. First up, mm, Sean, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Sean. I'm from uh, the United States, Florida to be exact, down by Mickey Land. I play Angus McRae, the Monstrous. Cool, cool. And um, Celeste, what about you? Hello, I am Celeste. I live in Canada, in BC, if you care, if you know what that is. Most people don't. I play Marie Redgate, the Crooked, and I'm very nervous about talking. (laughs) It's fine. I think we all are. I mean, this is session zero after all. So uh, just a a quick recap of who we are. We usually play Dungeons & Dragons together online, and we've done so for a number of years. Uh, Sean and I have probably been role-playing online mm, 10, 15 years, something along those lines. Whereas uh, Celeste, Sean, and I have been together with Dungeons & Dragons for the past three years now. 
we have only played one Monster of the Week mystery together before. Uh, that was interesting. <laughs> and we decided we would uh, bring the game to you guys, uh, listeners, over the internet and uh, see what you guys think of, well, I guess these two, really. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about your characters, Angus and Marie? Certainly. Marie, you can go first. Asshole. Short. Very short. Very slim, so you can get into those uh, small windows and other thievy places. Short black hair. She wears very loose, grungy-style clothing. You know, jean jacket, ripped jeans, flannel. <laughs> um, she steals things. <laughs> About a month ago, she took a job with her partner in crime, Daniel, to thieve from a big, creepy mansion. Their job was to get a, a book. Just going along smoothly, Marie pocketed a little extra something on the way to the book, because why not? Extra, what's the term? It's like gravy on top? I don't know. Gravy on top of the poutine? I mean, the chips? The fries? <laughs> uh, gravy. Poutine's delicious. That's just gravy and fries and cheese. Anyway, during the job, something goes bump in the night, wherever in the house, and they decide to leave, because obviously someone else is there. On their way out, Marie falls. Daniel goes back to help her up, and as he does so, he is grabbed by a mysterious figure from the shadows, and Marie helplessly watched as the figure bit Daniel um, on the neck. Not something normal people do. She left that pretty quick, mourned Daniel as dead, and started roaming around, just breaking into random houses, making sure she has enough money to eat. And she's on the run. Basically, yeah. I don't think there's really any reason for that. Like, there's, there were no threats or anything. But you see someone bite someone else, you want to get out of there and sort of stay away from that area. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, But I'm kind of now worried that you're going to, Marie's going to ditch Angus in this similar fashion as she's ditched Daniel. Well, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> whatever happens, right? Awesome. Okay. Should we swap then? I'll get Sean back in here. Oh, do you have to though? Yeah, you can leave. Go on. Okay, bye. Welcome back, Sean. Celeste is left. Can you please tell us a little bit about Angus, including what he looks like and whatever background info you're willing to share with the listeners? All right. Angus, uh, Angus McRae is of Scottish descent. He's a rather burly man, uh, rather large, well over six feet tall, probably close to six five, six seven, something around that uh, range. Probably close to 260 pounds, broad of shoulder. Uh, he has a somewhat neatly trimmed beard. He's dark-haired, light-eyed. Uh, that's pretty much it for his description. Oh, he wears a kilt. Don't forget that. Yes, yes, yes. He does indeed wear a kilt, as to owning to his Scottish heritage. And typically a blouse shirt as well. Uh, he typically carries around with him an enormous uh, greatsword. He's relatively new to uh, the current setting, which I assume is in the United States, if I remember correctly, having ever born and fairly well raised in the United Kingdom. Uh, as the monstrous, he's a werewolf, afflicted with such a curse, if you will. He shapeshifts into uh, essentially three different forms, a, a dire wolf, his normal human form, and then a large, what you usually typically see as a werewolf, uh, large, much larger than his current frame, furry, etc., etc. He, uh, he works for Mr. Ephraim, Mr. Ephraim had uh, actually saved him from imprisonment as a youth 
from a coven of vampires. Uh, Angus essentially works as a kind of a go-to gopher, a troubleshooter, if you will, for Mr. Ephraim going out in assignments to locate various monsters or mysteries to investigate and deal with as uh, as possible, essentially just to end the threat to humankind. Oh, yes, but remember, sometimes Mr. Ephraim would like to acquire these creatures for his collection. Yes, indeed. It would not be the first time that that's occurred, nor is it even sure that Angus is not part of his collection. True. I think that's about it. Okay, cool. We hope you enjoy our little indie podcast. Episode 1 is already available for you to listen to or download from your favorite podcast app. Please uh, leave a review and a rating if you like us. You can share us with your online or offline friends and family. Thank you for listening. <laughs>